concentric circles hanging in the squares within squares. Hello and welcome to It's Not Polite to Ask. I'm your host, Albert Destrade. And today, guys, we have a couple special guests. We have a couple special guests that are near and dear to my heart because they're a part of my favorite families, my survivor family. I have two alum with me here today. We're going to discuss a little bit of dating. We're going to tell some fun stories. And without further ado, let me introduce our guests because I'm excited about these two. Um, our first guest is... Uh, she was on uh, Survivor 17, which is Gabon. Very underrated season. Also on season 26, Caramoan fans versus favorites. Very overrated season. Well, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You did. You did. And a contestant on Amazing Race season 31 with us, the incredible Corinne Kaplan. Corinne, how are you? I'm great. Excited to be here. I've got a lot to say. Happy to have you. Happy to have you. And along with Corinne is another friend of ours from our Survivor family. She appeared on Survivor China, one of my personal favorite seasons, Survivor Second Chance. She also has a podcast called the Reality Escape Pod, where they discuss immersive gaming and escape rooms. Uh, season two just launched with her first guest, Mr. Neil Patrick Harris. She also has a Twitch stream called PG Plays, which I've played on, had a lot of fun on there. And we play games and she plays games of social deduction, games like Werewolf with other reality stars. So allow me to introduce our guest, PG Law. PG, how you doing? Hey, Albert. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> this is going to be a blast. This is going to be fun, guys. This is going to be fun. So today we're going to discuss, we've had a lot of, for our listeners to the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast, we've done a lot of uh, discussion on dating. And, you know, honestly, I felt like it's been a little one-sided because we've only heard what the guys have had to say. So I think it's time to hear what the ladies have to say. I think it's time to see what the other side of the table looks like. Um, I think PG, you and I were discussing uh, just when you were talking about the podcast. You're like, hey, you know what? I like. I think I can give you some interesting stories from my dating life. And then I was like, hey, who else? Anybody else you think might be a good person to have? And before I even like finish the question, you're like, Corinne, Corinne, Corinne. <laughs> so I'm excited to hear uh, what it's like for you guys. So, um, well, first, first thing we'll start with... Um, you guys are out on the West Coast, right? Um, PG, you're in California. Corinne, you're out in Denver. How do you guys think that, do you guys think there's a difference between the dating pool or the dating scene out West compared to like, you know, here where we're East, I'm in South Florida. I mean, you can't even say West Coast. Like I'm in LA. So LA is its own beast. Like I've dated in San Francisco and LA and they're two completely different scenes. I lived in LA for 10 years. So I dated there and then I cover 11 states and I swipe in every state. So I could actually tell you what every, every state, I'll, I just go on like attractiveness and height. I don't know if they're quality people. Um, but there was like a real misnomer about Denver. I don't know if you've ever heard it. They called it Menver. And so when I was moving here, everyone's like, oh my God, it's going to be like an eight to one guy to girl ratio. It's going to be amazing. No, there's very incorrect. That's not true at all. There are tons of girls here and all the guys here are unemployed, bearded. They, they're just, they're, they, they all have dogs, like all things that I don't like. And I will tell you that the biggest difference for me is like when I dated in LA, there were really accomplished men, like maybe they were douchebags, but like they all had, you know, college degrees, they all had jobs. And even if they were, let's say an actor, they were still doubling down and like wait, waitering something, not that that's like optimal, but they were employed or employable here. Everyone is like ski instructor that works like couple months out of the year lives with four roommates in their 40s like it's bad bad here so interesting you, so did yeah. you okay part of your reasoning there because I, I had not heard that member comment and Corinne 
be honest with me. Part of the reason you moved there was, did you think it was going to be better than California? Did you think it was like that race that just the numbers were going to be an advantage for you? Like, is that why you went there? Or was there other it was a, co- it was a combination of that. And I'm an LA seven, but I'm a Denver 10. And so I knew I would dominate in this market if given, like given the stats I had in front of me, I was like, oh, I'll meet a nice cowboy with like a ranch or I'll, you know, I'll get oil money, something like it's going to, it'll hit. And fuck, was I wrong? Are you allowed to curse on this? No, you're definitely allowed to curse on this. I think that's actually funny because I, you know, we don't, we hear a lot of, a lot of the guys I talk to in in my circles, I always think that there's this, the, you know, the misnomer is that girls are more just flipping and emotional about dating and just laissez-faire and guys are more sometimes more calculated. I love to hear that you're like, no, I am in 10 states. I came here for these yeah. reasons. You had a plan, girl. And uh, unfortunately- what you have to understand. So now I realize I'm, I might be have done a disservice to your podcast by bringing myself and Corinne on because I do think that we are anomalies. Like most women in the dating scene don't approach dating the way we do, I think. Well, I think most people in the dating scene don't approach dating the way that our show does. So I actually think you guys might be perfect guests because I like (laughs) I I, I'm digging this approach already. And PG, so saying that she told me that unfortunately there's not that many guys that are um, that meet the standards she looks like, which I think Crane is a good thing that you know what you want. I think that's something that when you get into you know I think you know your early mid 30s, even early 40s, I think humans you know in, in culture today start to understand what they want more. Do you think that LA is a place where um, I don't know, the superficiality, like she said, is is negatively affects the dating pool. Like Corinne said, she thinks she's an L.A. seven, but a Denver 10. Like, is that is that is that something you, you feel like you run into there that you think it's like that level of superficial or that level of like, I don't know, physicality is different there? Like, let me mention also Corinne is wildly um, she's being super humble. She's like an L.A., at least like an L.A. nine. So you're like a Denver 20. First of all, oh yeah, she's she's definitely being <laughs> humble with that number. I, I wasn't even gonna get into that for now. But. Thank you. I honestly, it's not that people are superficial in LA. I mean, I'm a deeply superficial person, and I no longer live in LA. That's not the problem. The competition is so stiff in LA, like so stiff. They're extremely flaky as well. So like the guys get on, they're like, "Hey, what's up?" You don't respond. You know, if you don't respond soon, like I had guys, I come on. And, you know, he was like, hey, and he made a dumb joke about my name that I've heard a thousand times. And I'm like, you know what? This isn't interesting to me. And he goes, no response to my witty, no response to my witty one liner. And I was like, sir, like I put that out there as easy bait for people. Right. Because on your profile, you got to put something that is easy for them to make a joke about or to make a comment about. Like I put weird stuff on there. I'll put something that's slightly like off. So like guys have an opportunity to, to comment and to make themselves like, let me help you make yourself interesting. Right. Uh, but you know, and most of these guys, their, their egos are so fragile. They're super flaky. Nobody wants to get to know you. Nobody cares. I've had so many, um, first conversations with guys where they have not, they did not once volunteer any information about themselves. I had to ask them questions and then they never asked me anything about myself. Right. But I can tell you about all the supplements that he takes. Like, you, you know, they just, these, Sounds like from what I'm hearing in the early part of this episode, you guys are doing most of your dating digitally. And I'll, I'll, I'll share with you guys, this is, my, this is my opinion on it. I have long been an adversary of the dating apps. I, I'm old fashioned. I believe human beings were meant to meet like in real life. Obviously with the pandemic in the last year and change, that's been very difficult because of you know this, the lockdowns and all the different social distancing and stuff. Um, I gotta tell you girls, I feel for you as a 
single woman in 2020, 2021 trying to date online, I think it's really tough. I think it's actually tougher as a woman because I think you end up with kind of what PG described a little bit, but to me, it like really breaks down to this. It breaks down where you end up with like the guys that seem like they're fun and good looking or tall, like, like Corinne said, and, and, and look the part. But some of those guys that I think are the more attractive guys end up being the guys that aren't, don't really want commitment, kind of like the fuck boys, kind of like the playing the field all over the place, right? So you end up with that section of the group. And then the other section is like the guys that maybe aren't as flashy, maybe aren't as appealing initially, but they're just a little bit awkward. They're a little bit, they don't understand social cues as well. They're not as suave. They're not as cool. Very few guys in the middle who are like, attractive, accomplished, look the real package, and then are like fun and cool. And I think that, I think that's because you have this big disconnect when you're meeting people online, right? Where you don't actually get to like, see how somebody talks, see their tonality, see their body language, see how they look at you. And I think that that's, you know, that's a thing that I think we need to get better as a, as a society. So, and I feel bad for girls because you have to deal with just horrific, lame responses, like the one that the guy was giving you about yeah. your name. I, I feel like I know what it was. I feel like it was something to do with PG-13, probably. That's my guess. <laughs> Obviously, you know, the other problem is that women like I think women like me and Corinne that we tend to be kind of slightly alpha. We're really intimidating. So anybody who's not a cocky douchebag is completely intimidated by us. Right. Like I had guys where I was talking about them. I was talking about, you know, some of the stuff I'm into. And he straight up was like, you know, you're out of my league. Right. And I'm like, man, I tried. So, Albert, I tried going for the not fuck boy, the not like I tried going for the nice, awkward guy. And then they're like so intimidated that they like completely blew me off also. So I don't yeah, that, have that strategy. What strategy, Crane? What strategy do you not have? So I, I like to diversify my portfolio. So usually at any given time, I'm dating one fuckboy, usually under 25, and I'm trying to procure a real relationship with somebody else. So I, I would say that online, I meet the, 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 the real date. And then when I'm out at the clubs or the bars, that's where I find the little pool boy. So I like, I like to keep well, online. You can profile. See, the thing about online is you can literally be like a, like you can look at the stat line, right? You can look at all the bios and be like, I like this, this, and this, I don't want this, this, and this. So you can, uh, you can kind of filter in and out things. Whereas in the club, it's more vibe. It's more in the it's moment. Just, it's more it's energy. literally just who's hot. Right. Like, so right. I can't, I have a terrible knack for on, I feel like on the apps, I, I even in the beginning of the pandemic, I was doing zooms and I'm like sitting across from somebody in zoom. I'm like, I still can't tell if he's hot. Like, I don't, if I'm not in person with them, I just, it doesn't I 100% work agree with you, yeah, 100%. So, I, think, I think the Zoom or the FaceTime, Corinne, is really just a, like, a precursor to see if you actually, like, want to meet the person. I, I like, our co-host for this program, Brandon, she always talks about when he meets a girl on an app, he always FaceTimes them before he goes out with them. And I, I admit, I'm not the best at doing that. But I still don't think that, I, it doesn't I agree give that. me I any. That, it, yeah. it doesn't give me more information. I will tell you that I have been out with, here's, here's a fun fact about Denver. Okay, so we are a big cannabis industry here, right? I know that California kind of is, but Denver's like a mecca for it. And so what that comes with, interestingly, and if you didn't live here, you might not know this. Um, I have been out with now, I'd say four altogether, straight up felons. And the reason for that is felons are unemployable in every other industry, basically, with the exception of cannabis. They don't give a shit at cannabis. So like I was out with a guy, for example, that like, Partway into the date, he was British. He, he seemed really bright and he was a chemist at like a cannabis, but he didn't have a college degree. And I was like, I don't understand why you wouldn't have not only a degree, but like an advanced degree. You seem intelligent and very interested in, you know, science. And he's like, well, 
I, you know, I, I have to be honest with you. I spent seven years in prison and I'm like, what? It ended up, he had a manslaughter charge because he was a recovering addict who did brought, bought the heroin that him and his friend did. His friend died in his arms. So he, he had a shitty lawyer. He wasn't American and he took a plea deal for seven years and now he's unemployable. That's one of four stories I could give you of felons. So like, to me, like, great, I FaceTime you. What am I going to find out if you're a felon in the FaceTime? No, I have you crying hour two of the date about your dead best friend and okay. the heroin thing. I feel like this is this would have been a selling point for you, though. I mean, not why I cut him. I cut you're him. Like, tell and, me more, please. How was it? In yeah, there? You want me to hook you up? <laughs> let me tell you why I cut him. And this, Albert, you could tell me if I'm wrong or not. On a first date, I don't think that you should let me pay. <laughs> like, I don't think you should split the bill. I think you should suck it up. We're having a few drinks. What is it? $40. Like I always offer, if they take me up on the offer, take a good look at my face. You're never going to see it again. I don't think a woman should pay on the first date. I'm not, I'm not saying we went to Aspen on the first date. We didn't stay at a four seasons. I'm saying we met for a few happy hour drinks. Do you think you should never pay? Like, so like, I'll usually, I, I like to do like, you know, he does dinner and then maybe I'll be like, let me get a coffee. Let me, let me get the drinks. Let me, whatever it is, like some, something we do after. I say on a first date, I don't pay unless it's really expensive for some reason. You have to pay on the first date. I will offer, but you should not take me up on that offer. What is going on with these guys in Denver and Losers. You guys are making you guys pay on the first date? It's not that they make, but like, you know, Corinne and I are the type of women that will offer, but it's like a fake offer. <laughs> like we're testing you. So I, I will stop you there. So from the guy's perspective, this is great stuff, by the way. From the guy's perspective, that is, that's very big for us. We like when the woman even just give me a fake reach, give me a how much is it, grab a credit card. I don't care if you're pulling out a library card. It doesn't matter. Just you do something that makes it seem like you're trying. That's that's really all the guys that I think are of a certain age and a certain standing, right, who, who are ready to date and be involved in a serious relationship should expect. Now, when a girl doesn't say, offer or even worse, doesn't even say thank you, that's Yeah, that's I think gross. That's, that's a little poor, that's bit... You were not raised right. Yeah. Oh, no, no. That that's now you're now you are in South Florida. Now you're in Miami, <laughs> Florida, where the girls are like, I would never pay for anything. Like I, they're, they're, the expectations here are so different compared to other parts of the country. That's why we're doing things like the uh, We Are International Businessman Challenge, which uh, our listeners know about. But like we, the, the, I think life's like think uh, culturally. That's a very big thing here, where girls expect everything to be taken care of, and I don't mind doing it. I think it is. A responsibility as the gentleman. I asked you out to dinner. I asked you out to drinks. I, you know, I, I think it's my responsibility, but I will say, um, PJ, I like what you said about that. Like, let's say we go to dinner and have drinks and then go to a second place or maybe a third place. If at one of those places you get one round of drinks at the bar, I think that that's like kind of cool. Like I, I, I might let that slide if you like insist, insist, but I do, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's even just the first date, by the way, guys, I think it's, you know, if you establish a relationship, I think in tradition, in a traditional sense, um, unless there's a huge income gap for some reason between the guy and the girl, let's say, you know, like you said, Corinne, sometimes we might date a guy who's really, really young and they're just, they don't have, you know, two nickels rubbed together. Shit, I didn't have uh, any money before I turned, you know, 25. I was flat broke. I, and I dated some older girls. Um, yeah, that, there was times where it was a different scenario, but I think that by and large in a normal scenario, I think the, it's the man's responsibility to take the lead on that. I think as your relationship grows, though, there is room for it to be, there needs to be a little bit of a partnership. Well, definitely. Yeah. As but grows, I, if, because, you, 
If you feel the need to ask me for half the check on the very first drinks on the first date, what does that say for the rest of the time we hang out? Like, and I also, if you like, if I know like from jump that this person, I'm not going to want a second date with, I will fight to pay half the bill because I don't want to feel indebted to you. So like me letting you pay is, is a nice thing. And I will say like my most recent, like youth that I've been hanging out with when I met him at the club, you, he, did you say youth? Yes. He's a youth of America. Um, youth, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And so he, I was, I was talking to a girlfriend and he just, he wanted to talk to me. So he, he was like, she goes, I'm, I'm, let's go to the bar. And he goes, here's my credit card. Get yourself a drink, get her a drink, get your boyfriend a drink. Just leave me alone with her. And so I thought that was super, and he has no money, but like, I loved that. And, and it wasn't like, what is it? $10 a drink. But like, I loved that he did that. Right. And so like, I, I don't, I don't know why normal guys don't do that. Yeah, that very. very it's a cool move. It's a cool move. All right. So uh, let's move on since we're still on the digital dating topic here. <laughs> I have a question for both of you guys. Um, is there an expected or is, do you guys have a preferred method of going from the app to that date? Like what I mean by this, and I'll, I'll PG, you can, you can answer first. Um, do you, do you need to do a number exchange before? Does he need to call you, text you? Can he ask you on the app? Is there a preferred method for you? What do you, what do you think? What's your take on that? PG? So I am extremely unusual. I don't make guys jump through a bunch of hoops because I found that a lot of times texting and talking is a big waste of my time. If we meet and there's no chemistry, I just want to meet in person. Like I'm really good in person. I don't need like this whole, like all this, like texting foreplay. You know what I mean? Like I can show up have a drink, chat with you, and I'll know if we have chemistry or not. So I just want to get right to it. Does that mean you initiate sometimes? Like, let's just go meet? Yeah. Like, so I have um, I have a little, like I, like I said, I, I throw out bait on my profile. So one of them is like, you know, my most interesting travel story. And I'm like, that time I was accused of being a spy in Laos. Okay. And it's a great story, you know, and I just put it out there. And so I would say eight times out of 10, when people swipe, they're commenting, they're like, I got to hear this story. And I'm like, you know what? Like the only way to tell the story is over cold beer. So that's what I throw out there. And let me tell you, one out of 10 guys actually follow up on that. Like nobody ever says, all right, well, let, then let's go have a beer. Like what is wrong with guys? Like, I'm like, I am making it so easy for you. Almost no, nobody follows up, you know, or sometimes they'll be kind of coy, like, oh, are you asking me out? And I'm like, yes, bitch. Like the, do I have to do all the work? Like, you know what I mean? Like I am already making it easy for you man that's like a dream scenario You're like okay here we go and she just left this open-ended thing that's like a dream situation right there yeah although i do have enough guy friends that i do get that they have actually showed when i complain about this to them they will show me all these messages where they actually do ask girls out and most girls are like hey man we we, we barely even talked like i don't really know you like why would i meet up with you you know and most other girls are really shy to like they're gun shy right like they don't want to meet up so i understand again that maybe guys have been trained differently by their experiences with other women. I think we're like societally transitioning into, remember we're, we're going away from this culture of like strangers on the internet are dangerous to your husband and wife can only be met on the internet. Uh, Karina, what do you, what do you think? Do you have a preferred method? Do you think the yeah. guy, is there a rule or something they have to do or not do? So I, I, I am a heightist. I only really care about their height. If you are the height you say you are, I'm good. I like PG. I would say a hundred percent of the time, my first message, like on Bumble, you send the first, right. I'm always like, Hey, want to grab a drink? Like always, I do not have any need for the small talk. I can figure that out in person. It's not, I usually pick a place that's close enough to me that it's not an inconvenience. And I, I don't, but I also don't swipe right ever on anyone that I would not be willing to go on a date with. 
Like you would have to send me a dick pic or do something really aggressive for me to be like, no. So therefore I don't swipe right that often. Right. So it's kind so of, you're, like you're more of a, like you really, you don't just like mindlessly left, right, left, right. You like sit, no. you study, but, you go. No. And first of all, my height preference alone rules out. I mean, I only have two or three people a day on Bumble that come up like as okay. potential. What's your height preference? I'm, the listeners are curious. <laughs> so for many, for Uh-oh. many years, it was six, four. Um, minimum (laughs) minimum of six four I recently lowered it to six two because I like really well I took so I don't know if you you know our friend Francesca Franny yeah I think by the way I think off the off the top of my head I I don't remember what this number is but I think it's do you know what the percentage of men that are above six foot is and above six two it's small but I am not looking to compromise I'll compromise on everything else like you could be a felon you know you could have Hey, I'm with you. I, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a heightist as a guy, which is rare. I yeah. only date all women. So I'm, well, that I, is and I'm, weird. I'm not, I'm not the biggest guy. I'm a little over six foot. I'm like, you know, just six one basically, but I'm a little bit of a heightist too. I'm, I have a height range. So I'm with you. I understand. So y- usually I will say, Hey, do you want to grab a drink? They'll say yes. I mean, I have a, I get a better, I think hitting rate for in Denver. And I, and that's probably like a location thing than PG does. Cause when I ask if they want to hang out, usually they're like, Oh yeah. Like they're so excited that like, Oh, I don't have to do the whole thing. And then I always write back. I just want to confirm that your height is your actual height. <laughs> you actually say that. Yes. Because I, I trust me, if you are, if you said you're six, two and you are six, one, I'm going to know. And it's not, I'm not going to be happy about it. So um, yeah, I always ask to confirm their height. And sometimes they'll be like, well, I'm only, you know, and I'm like, yeah, see, that, that's a problem. We're starting out with a lie here. <laughs> so I did, we did look it up. It is um, in the U S the United States, only 14 and a half percent of men are six foot and above 14%. You see, I and, don't consider that tall. Like when someone in their profile is like, Oh, tall athletic. I'm like, bitch, you're six feet. You're not, not tall. No, funny enough. One of our, our friends who we had on this show told me he saw my pro my profile and it said six foot. And he's like, Albert, what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit over six foot. He's like, you can't put that. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, cause every guy in the dating app lies about their height. So if you put yeah. six foot, the girl's going to assume you're five ten. I'm like, really? hundred like, percent. Yeah. There's no one in the history of time has ever been exactly six feet. Everyone that says six feet is under six. Feet. So we're all judging. We're all grading on a curve here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like a little bit over. Oh, fun fact, Corinne. I, I always like to do this because I'm pretty, I have a skill where I can like see a girl like sitting down, standing up, heels or no heels. I'm pretty good at guessing girls' height and I always guess to like a, a quarter inch and they like freak out when I'm like, you're like five, six and a quarter. And they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, I don't know. It's just like a weird, it's like a party trick I can do. It's like strange. Well, right, so if you would like to try it, I have, I have a special, I've been saying this for many years. I, I tell you, like when someone asks how tall I am, I tell them I present 5'11". I think if you were to pull a room, they would Wait, think you're I five eleven. No, I said I, I present five eleven. I was gonna, you know what? I feel like I present taller as well. People are you do, I, I I think I feel like I remember you being like five six and change. Oh, I like that. I'm not. Would you? I mean, would you guess that? Like looking at me sitting here? No, no. You did present five six. I'm curious to see what like you present five six. Crin presents five eleven. You said. If I were to walk into a room and walk out and then you pulled a hundred people in the room and asked them how tall I was, it'd all be like, eh, she's like 5'11", 5'10". Yeah. So that means you're like 5'8 and a quarter? <laughs> I, I don't really like to disclose my actual height, but I'm 5'7". But you're 5'7". Okay. I present much taller. All right, Albert, are you going to make a guess based on me sitting here? Oh, now I'm going to say 5'3 and a half. 5'2 and a half. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't care about height at all. Being, I remember you being taller. That's interesting. 
I think that's the thing though. I think different people have, they carry themselves in a different way that, and this, again, this is circles back to my, why I'm against the dating apps. Cause I think you can't sense that vibe of a person until you're around them. Right. Some, some people just have a, like a presence and have, they carry themselves in a way that's either a little bit larger, maybe a little bit smaller than who they are. Um, so, you know, kind of piggyback on that, on that idea. Now that we're kind of going back into the world reopening, the, sh- the shutdowns are hopefully over. Are you guys looking forward to meeting more people in real life and trying to go to like a bar or like a public gathering or parties or stuff like that? Like, do you guys think that society will go back to more in-person grassroots dating or you think digital dating, this is like dating apps is the way to go? I barely even dated this past year because I was like, at first I was like, oh, you know what? We'll Zoom, it'll be great. I'll be getting to like know guys. And then like, I realized I'm like, I don't want to get to know anybody. I just want to see if you're hot in person. (laughs) And I'm like, if I can't meet up with you in person, I don't really care. I don't, I don't know. Like I just, and I I would just, I just didn't even want to bother if I couldn't meet up with people in person. Corinne, what do you think? I mean, well, I, I threw caution to the wind. I work in hospitals for a living. So I was like, "Eh." if I'm going to get it, I'm going to, you know, and I did get it. So, (laughs) um, but I was going on dates the whole, I mean, I was with somebody for the pandemic for like eight months of it, but we were not exclusive. The so bars closed, but everyone in Denver, it's a very like social city. So we all just started going to the park and we would put our blanket, you know, uh, kind of far from the other. I, I don't think it was really six feet, but so everybody was still messing around and doing all the things. We just weren't paying the cover for a bar or whatever. All right. But, but do you guys now, now that you're both still looking, you said you weren't dating PG, but let's say you're like in your head, right? right this is the time I'm going to focus on this. Are you going to be more open to meeting someone in real life? Or are you going to still think like, I got to swipe for gold here. I got to swipe to find it. Even before this, I very rarely met people in person. I think I'm also not like that much into hanging out at bars anymore. You know, I feel like lately, if, you know, there's social gatherings, we have dinner at a friend's house, you know, like I go to have dinner or I don't know, like for me, I go play like escape rooms. It's, I'm not really hanging out at clubs or at bars anymore. So it's not that easy to meet people organically that way. Yeah. for I mean, for me, if anything, like I kind of like decided, you know what? I need to start dating guys that like the same stuff that, that I like, because I, I never like all the guys I dated before were totally into different things, like things that I didn't care about and that I hated, in fact. But I feel uh, like <laughs> you you became whatever you were the girlfriend chameleon. You were like, oh, you're, you want me to start weighing my food? I'll definitely do yeah. that. Yeah, this guy's into working out. Like, tell me more about your supplements. My, I would come home every weekend and my sister's like, you do realize that every Monday when I see you and you come home, because I stay the weekend over at his place, she's like, you come home and you're like, I got to break up with this guy. Like, I was so bored, you know, like everything else, like some of it was good, but like the rest of it, you're just like bored to death, you know? And, and then the thing I realized now is, so now I'm exclusively looking for guys that are into the same kind of stuff that I like. Like, I don't know, guys that are like magicians or guys that do like games and stuff. And not, not run fast enough away exactly. from someone who tells me. Each their own, Corinne, all right? Don't so judge it. Each their own. I am trying because it's just the stuff that I like. And I'm like, okay, PG, like you need to stop going after some like these hot buff guys because all they care about is working out and you don't care about that. You know what I mean? Like I've learned like these guys are hot. That means I'm going to have to spend four hours out of every day listening to their workout routine. How, 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 what their wad was at CrossFit. Like, I don't care, you know? <laughs> so, so, so funny enough, uh, coincidentally enough, guys, um, you know, my background as a dating coach, we used to use a lot of, um, there's a lot of terminology and vernacular and stuff. So what you're describing there, PG, funny enough, is it's actually referred to in the dating world as tribal theory. 
literally. So what it means is that different people of different tribes or different commonalities or different like interest groups generally link up and generally have better relationships, right? So your problem was you're in this tribe and you're trying to go with the the kind, kind of guys that are not part of your tribe. And, and historically, I think that, that for me, that's kind of a problem too. In South Florida, a lot of the girls that I meet down here, they're very, listen, there's a lot of beautiful women in South Florida, but I have very different interests than what people like here. I like live music and I like baseball and I like stand-up comedy and things that like people down here are like, they don't like that kind of stuff. So I, I, I understand what you're saying in, in that regard. And I think that, um, I think that's, I think it's a big thing that we're missing. Um, I don't know. I think, I think you can't like, I think you can't give up hope and think that it's like over. I think it's, you know, building that social circle is something that's very important. Like you said, meeting people through what you do, like going to escape rooms, going to games, like that's, that's actually, um, you know, our, our friend of the program, Jared Psych Lawrence, when we first started doing uh, a lot of the dating stuff, the big thing was referred to as cold approach, which is literally you see a girl at a you know, bar, restaurant, whatever, and you walk up to them and try to strike up a conversation. That's like what everyone was doing, like teaching pickup, quote unquote, right? And as people in the industry started getting better and developing all these different strategies and things, a lot of the people who actually I thought had the most success started realizing that the most success isn't really in just cold approaching. That's a good skill to have. And it's a good thing to know as a person. But really, I think a lot of the best relationships come from what you described, which is building a social circle, right? Building a group of people that connect. And then that group slowly builds and builds and builds. And you bring in this person and now you start to meet people organically, right? I'm trying. I advertise that I'm single everywhere too. Like I talk about it in my pot. You know what I mean? Like you have to advertise. So this is what I think is the issue, Albert, is I'll tell you, is that I think... I'm different when I'm around somebody who's really into stuff that I'm not into. I get more like girly in a way where I'm like, oh, my gosh, tell me more, because I like to learn about stuff that I don't know about. Guys like that. Guys like feeling like they're here to teach you. They're smarter than you. Let me show you the ways, you know. So when I date guys that we don't have the same interests, I'm able to approach them in that way of like, oh, like, you know, you have something that you can share with me. I what I've noticed is that when I'm dating guys that are in the same field, like I matched with a guy the other day, like this guy, he's like, I, I don't know. I thought he seemed really cool. He was like, Hey, have you heard of this cool experience? And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so funny that you mentioned that because I just was in touch with the people that throw it. They're offering me tickets because I have a podcast about that. You know what? He unmatched me like immediately. Like, <laughs> Like, and I'm like, you know what? You just mentioned this. I just, I was like, I literally like got a message from them and they offered me tickets to go, to go to this experience. And I'm like, that'd be fun. He unmatched me. They had something that's changed a lot, PG. I think that it used to be if you met someone and you were talking to them or hanging out with them and something like, it just like disappeared, something happened that was unusual. I think people now when they're talking to people over the phone, they don't feel that like human loss. It's like, you're just like swiping them away into like, whatever, like oblivion in a way. Does that make sense? Whereas I don't think it's as personal as it used to be. And I think people are more comfortable flaking on people, blowing people off. Um, I think we're getting less, we're having less tact and less um, care for like each human being individually where people have so many more options that they're just like, ah, whatever, like I'm not doing this. So I have this other thing going on and I, I'm going to focus this direction. And I think that like we lose that you know, human to human, like each person matters as much. Um, I don't take it personally. Like, I figured this guy just had, like, I don't know, like, fragile male ego and just couldn't handle, like, he brought something up. And instead of me being like, oh, my God, tell me about it. I'm like, hey, I already got the hookup. Like, let me take you, actually. You know, and I was like, if, like, I'm, you know what? I'm glad that it's he saved me, like, the time and effort. 
Interestingly, um, my biggest problem that I never had a problem with in LA because of the nature of LA, um, as soon as they find out I did any reality TV, they're not interested. Oh, guys hate that. Guys hate that. Yes. Interesting. Really? I don't understand why. It's not like I did a dating show. Like I did a, everyone here likes camping and hiking and all this nonsense. Like I don't really like those things, but they hate all our reality friends. They, they, they hate the events. Like uh, that's in my experience. I never, ever, I disconnected my Instagram from my, um, dating apps and I don't ever bring it up proactively. Um, but I mean, this is going to sound silly, but I do get recognized. And so I have that, I've had that happen on dates and it's never gone. It's never a good thing, especially like when I did amazing race, like it was, I was living in Denver, the show was airing and it was really fun for me. I wanted to talk about it, you know? And it was very recent too. That's why, because like the amazing race was just like, what, like two last year, well, I guess two years ago now, like maybe. I don't understand why that's a problem. I, th- I think that could only be a good thing. Like how cool, like survivors, a cool thing to have done. Right. Like, no, this is interesting because now I'm getting, this is okay. Now we're getting the nitty gritty here because I'm starting to understand what's wrong with our the, the dating pool from a male standpoint. So it does sound like from your guys' experience, at least these guys are, they're intimidated by some of these things. Cause I, I gotta tell you, I was, you know, I was, I was, I wasn't a repeat player like you guys were, but I was on, you know, survivor and I was on a couple other like small programs. I don't think that's ever been a negative. I actually think the girls always think that's cool. And they kind of laugh at me because I, I make fun of myself there. I'm like, Oh yeah, I was on survivor, but I, I can't change a light bulb. Like I'm horrifically, I, they, they assume that when they picture survivor, they think I'm like this, like burly, like rip my shirt off and like build them a house type guy. And I'm like, I don't do any of those things. You have a lot of self-deprecating humor. Like Corinne, you know what his handle is on Instagram? It's zero votes. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I I, my that. handle is a direct joke at how badly I sucked at the end of Survivor. So like, that's, <laughs> that's just like kind of how my personality is like what I do. And yeah. like, they really like that. I will tell you that what they don't, what, ha- what hasn't gotten great responses on my end, or is in, it's been very hit or miss is when they find out I have any background as like a dating, a dating coach, coach or anything in that. Oh yeah. Cause it's like, first of all, like the number one thing is like, if you're a dating coach, why are you single? Right. That's like a super common one. And then the other one is, this is a worse one is like, Oh, oh, so you're like, you know, all this stuff. Is that a line? Is that a tactic? Is that a strategy? Like they, they look at yeah. everything now becomes feels more synthetic and it feels like it's not as authentic, um, which isn't really what anything that I do. I would be thrilled if guys were using lines on me because you know what? That means you're making an effort. At least I feel like you are putting in some effort. There's been like a devising a strategy or a plan or something. Most guys can't even they can't even put in that level of effort to even come up with the line. So Beach, I had a girl that I dated. This is one of my most serious relationships. And we, I got, we, we got really hot and heavy, really quickly dated for like, it was like on very fast. And like maybe a month or two in is when she finally found out that I used to be a dating coach. Yeah. And she was like, she had this like really weird reaction where she was like, wait, you used to be a dating coach or you, you know, all these things. And then she like paused and she's like, huh, how come you never used any of your tactics on me? And I was just like, um and I, I had that moment i'm like i don't know what to say here i'm like i don't know i'm gonna go one of two directions with this and i was like uh yeah i never thought of it so it was like kind of <laughs> one of those things. but um that's interesting okay so you guys you guys are looking for more effort which i agree i, I think there's i think we're missing effort i think that for me um you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get your guys feedback. And I feel like I know what the answer is going to be already, but when these guys do eventually ask you for, ask you out, ask you out to meet up, are they saying, let's grab a drink? Are they saying, let's meet up in a group? Are they saying, let's go to dinner? Are they inviting you to their house to hang out? Like what are, how are they kind of like um, shaping these, these interactions? Like, what are you guys hearing? 
it's it's so off. Again, I feel like I'm doing all the work because I like, you know, we're quite like I feel like Corinne and I are quite like organized, structured people in certain ways. Like if if we've said, you know, what, oh, hey, how about. Okay, you know, oh, are you asking me out? Like, you know, guys will say that to me. And I'm like, sure. I'm like, I'm like, well, yeah, the doy. Like, you know, and then I expect from him, how about Friday? How about Friday? None of that. Like, oh, oh, you know, oh, I'm so flattered. So now I'm like, so now I got to waste more time going, how about this Friday? And they're like, oh, that can work. And then now I'm like, okay, now he's going to put some effort in. No. So now I have to be like, where do you live? Where, you know, like, how about this way? Like, why am I crafting? this entire plan. So in, in my situation, first and foremost, I will not, I, you have about 48 hours to close that deal. Like if, if someone's like, Oh, I, you know, like, let's say it's a Monday. I expect that we're going to see each other Wednesday, Thursday. You know, if you say like, yeah. Oh, you know, I have a friend in town this weekend. How about next week? Eh, might as well. I mean, you got to strike while the iron is hot. You do. And the thing that PJ saying that annoys me that is happens here too, is I'm, I'm very, very organized. I also, you know, I fly every single week. I don't, I, I do not have the type of schedule where you can just be willy nilly. If you tell me a time, like I need it to be locked down. So I find it, my biggest issue is that there's no consistency. So if I, let's say we go on our first date and I like him, he likes me and he's like, I would definitely like to see you again. I'm like, great. Me too. I don't know. goes into never, never land. Maybe two weeks later, I got, I, I get a text thrown my way. Like, Hey, do you want to, you know, do you want to go for Like it's, I, I don't understand. I want consistency. I put that in my profile. Like it says, like, I think it asks like, what, I don't know. What's the number one thing you're looking for. I literally wrote consistency. Cause I, I what is, what, if you liked me and I liked you, why are we not going out? Like again, two days after that, like, why are you not, they're so lackadaisical. And I feel like, like PG saying, like, I have to be the driver so much of the time. And I don't, I mean, that's a terrible precedent to set. So I'm always going to pick the restaurant we go to. I'm always going to determine like all the things like, but it's very you, frustrating. But I think it is when the men see that we're like that, because I think it is an anomaly. So I had a guy friend who's a very typical, typical guy. He told me that one of the reasons he likes going out to dinners with me is he was like, honestly, PG, he was like, when I hang out with you, it's like having a boyfriend. He's like, you choose the restaurant. You um, text me the address. He's like, you, you make the reservation. He's like, I don't have to do shit. He's like, you just tell me when and where to go. And he was like, it is so relaxing, like hanging out with you because you do all the work. I always look at like, what's the parking situation? Is there a baseball game that day? Like I make sure that it is like convenient, like everything. I give them all the details. It's brilliant. Just ridiculous. It's this not is, that this much. Is super, by the way, this is super interesting because I'm kind of looking back at like my, my experience and where I'm at and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And like, and I get it. You guys are definitely more alpha than I think most girls. Like most guys probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> most guys too. Most guys. And it's, and it's getting worse, by the way, these guys are getting worse because think about what's happening now with online dating is the guys that used to not have access to talk to either one of you can, right? Because let's face it, there's a lot of good looking guys out there that don't have the balls to walk up to a girl and be like, Hey, hello, what's your name? And get rejected and not be destroyed as a person, right? A lot of guys are just fucking terrified of that, but now they can like swipe and like get feedback back from you and be like, oh, okay, she likes me. And then say some dog shit, like line that's like, whatever. And now they're, they're in an inter interaction. They didn't really earn. It's really weird. The dynamic we have, but I'll show you with, I'll share with you guys my perspective and like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've got a little bit more old school with, the way I do things now, I'm 36. I'm a little bit last, you know, five, six years, I've become more successful and established. And I really got my, you know, I'm a little bit more of a, like an entity. So I like, if I meet a girl and I prefer to meet people in real life, 
I want to invite you to dinner. I want to be like, Hey, let's go have dinner. Like, and I want to do dinner. And then after dinner, go have drinks and do a couple different things. Cause I think that's how a date should be. I'm paying the tab. I'm not going to ask you to split the bill. Corinne, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but my point is that's my approach in real life. And it's been very successful. I do very, I, you know, my dating life is I do well in, in person, but when I try to like do those kind of things online, it's weird. I, I, the reaction isn't as good when I'm like, when I do the thing you said, PG, like, how's this Friday suggest a day? It's like, where'd they go? So I, I don't know what's going on, but like the game is changing somehow from like real life to digital dating. And like, I, I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like bridge that gap, but I, there's something more, I feel like there's something more casual about the way people do the the meetups from the apps right there's more like the let's grab a drink at this common location where i'm gonna be with my people and you can be with your people like it's that first meeting has become less uh structured because i i agree with you guys i like having a structured date where it's like literally i'll pick you up and we'll go to dinner or like you meet at my place and i will drive us to dinner i like i think there's a whole i like the flow of that whole thing there's something adult to it and mature to it that i think we're losing in society so um so this I don't know. is my albert this is my my take i i this might be incorrect i'm certainly no one's dating coach but I think that in your case, if you're if you're trying to be like, hey, this Friday and they're kind of hemming and hawing or they kind of disappear, it's because those pictures are fucking old. They don't look like they say they are. And they're hoping that you'll talk to them long enough to really like them. And then when you get in person and they're 10 pounds heavier, you're not going to be upset. That's what I think is happening, because otherwise. <laughs> That's a really interesting topic. We discussed that on the show. It's like, why do people put pictures that don't look like themselves? And Brandon and I talked about that. It was like. I, you're right. They think they they can like give you enough of the fairy dust where they're just gonna be like, oh, I'm I'm mesmerized now. Oh, you're a different person. That's fine. Like, I don't know what their, their mentality is there, but they think it's just gonna work. For I mean, reason. I've been out with guys that in their profiles have a full head of hair, and then we get in person, and that is not the case. And I'm like, what was your game plan here? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, well, his game plan was he since he's six four, he thought you couldn't see that high, right? You couldn't tell <laughs> what's happening up there. I just, I'm confused. Like I, my biggest fear is you get on the date and I have to see the look of disappointment in your face. Like I would so much rather oh, put pictures. Worse than that. Yeah. Ah, I don't want that. Cause you can't hide that first three seconds when they see you and they're like, hi. And their eyes are like glazed. Or over. You're like, oh. Even worse when you're like standing at the bar and the person's like, hi. And you're like, who are you? Like, like uh -oh. they just, they're not recognized, like because they don't have any hair and they did previously like, or like this other guy I, I dated for like five months this year he had, a. I am very anal. I think that, I think everyone should have basically your haircut. I think that every guy should have shaved heads, but opt to shave it. Not because they have to shave it. Yeah. Key difference here. Um, I like sh high and tight. And um, this guy, all of his pictures, he had, uh, you know, pretty, pretty nice short hair. Shows up on this date with hair literally the same length as mine and as curly as mine. And I was like, a man bun. <laughs> Uh -uh, yeah, he had it worse. He had it just down like it might as well have been in like that artsy low pony. And I was like, I don't know what's happened here, but your picture that must have taken a while to get that long. Why do your pictures not reflect this? He's like, oh, it's the pandemic. Like no one's getting their hair cut. I'm like, then change. you have a camera phone. Change your goddamn picture because I would never have gone out with you. So Wait on the first second, I, we might we might have just thought of something here. What if a dating app required you to put a timestamp of when that photo was taken. It, it, or it, your... <laughs> it requires you to do a new photo once a month or something like, it's like, you like, you like Jake's picture. 
uh-oh, it's from 2012. Like, it's like literally like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in this in this guy's case, on the very first date, I said to him, I was like, I'm going to be real with you. I, I will not date someone with that hair. Like, I, it's not, it's a no-go for me. And he's like, okay, well, if we, if we end up dating, like, I'll cut it. And I was like, well, we're not going to go on a second date if you haven't cut it. So he, he asked me, he was very, very polite. And he was, he's very, he was very sweet. It ended in a fucking blaze of glory. But um, he, the second date, he said to me, I go, um, he said, I'd really like to take you out. Um, I wondered if you, I, he, he like studied mixology. He's like, I wanted to make you like a really cool drink at my house first and then we'll go to dinner. And he lives close by. So I said, by okay, way, you- very, smart, very smart move by him making you a cool drink at his house. Uh, it was, I mean, it was money, but this was like, there were egg whites involved and like bitter, like, you know, all kinds of stuff. Anyways. So I said, I just want to confirm you've cut your hair. And he said, LOI. Yeah. So I get there. He had not cut his hair. And I was like, this is not a fun game. I don't want to play this game. Anyways, he did cut his hair for me. <laughs> how, how many dates did it take? <laughs> uh, three. And then I was like, uh, I'm done here. I'm, I, I said, I can't introduce you to any of my friends. I, I, I can't stand your hair. And so uh, he did cut it. And then he, he was 6'8". And he, bought, he ordered a special bicycle from Finland that was like a $12,000 bicycle. And he had been waiting for it for eight months, like forever because of the pandemic, right? And he was tracking it and it's going to get here. So we had been dating for like five months at this point. The bike's coming. The bike's, he's so excited for the bike. He's like a really big mountain biker, which is very irritating to me. Anyway, the bike gets there. Oh, the shit was assembled. I never heard from him again. Five months. Boop. Gone. I got done for a bicycle. <laughs> a bicycle. You were the bicycle surrogate. <laughs> Corinna, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I can relate with you on some things because you're so specific. You're like, everyone should have this kind of haircut. I like this yeah. and this. You know yeah, what yeah, you yeah. Want. And I can relate with that because sometimes I'm a little bit overly anal about like, I need this, this, and this, and this, and this has to be there. It's fun. It's good. To, it's good to talk about that. But I will say for the guy, for, for our male listeners, I did like from that date, I will say as funny as that story was, uh, a nice move by the guy who made, had you come yeah. in to make a drink. Because now, guess what happens? He's, you've actually, the girls actually entered your home, seen how you live, see that you don't live in like a dungeon. Yeah. They're comfortable. And then if you want to come back afterwards, after the date's done, they've already crossed that barrier of entry, right? So you've already like broken the threshold. So it's not like weird to like ask her to come back up at the end of the night. So just, just a little tidbit. And they know it's going to be a nice place to come back to. Like, yeah, because that's a lot of times when they're like at the end of the date, even if it was good, like, I don't know if I want to come back to your place. But if- you don't right. know what it's like in there. It's a mystery. So literally, it's a mystery. Speaking of good moves, let me let me share you like, so like the my Italian ex-boyfriend, the one that Corinne knows about, um, he was annoying in a lot of ways, but he was really, really very charming. And he was Italian, uh, like very Italian. Like he'd only been here for like five, six years, accent and everything. And the date was amazing. He was always, he always stood a little bit too close to me, but because I found him very attractive, it was okay. So you gotta, so guys, use your judgment on this. If she's not backing up, then it's okay. But if she does, then, you know, back up. Uh, but at the end of the date, you know, and it was great. And I called an Uber and the Uber came and I was like, oh, well, there it is. And he was like, give me a minute. And he walks over and he hands the guy like, I don't know, like five bucks or something. And and he told me this later. And he was like, can you give us five minutes, please? He walks back over. He was like, you know, and I was like, oh, what was because I was like, what was that about? He was like, I asked him to give us a little time. Uh, you know, he, he oh, I asked him to give us a little time to say a proper goodbye is what was it, you know, and then and then he gave me like a nice, nice kiss, like nothing crazy, but more than a peck. And then walked me back to the car and closed the door. You know, so so Corinne, this is this is how like I kind of got a little bit like sucked into this guy, even though he really liked to talk about his supplements. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that because that's gentlemanly. And I think we're losing, like we talked about earlier, we're losing that, like, I think men are being less gentlemanly and I think well, girls are reacting to it in a, in a way that's like interesting now. Like, I think it's acceptable to be less of a gentleman. I mean, I really, I appreciate opening my door for me. Like all the, I like Southern gentleman stuff. So yeah. that's going to get you much further with me. I mean, especially this age of Ubers, most women are going to meet up with you in an Uber the first, you know, on a first date. So this is, so guys, this is how, if you want to get your good night kiss in, this is how you do it. All right. You don't just walk her to the door and close it behind her. Like, no, you ask the wait, you ask the driver to give you five minutes and you tell her you want to take a little time to give her a proper goodbye and like, just go for it. Love that. Absolutely love that. That's a nice little, that's a nice little tidbit there from the, from the Albert, what about you? You haven't addressed the, so there no. are dating apps, there is meeting in person, and then there's sliding into DMs. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, so my, my approach on the sliding into DMs here, we've, we've just touched upon it a little bit in the program. Um, I think every guy can, who's on social media has to admit they've dabbled, otherwise they're lying to you. I think it's super inefficient. And I think it's, um, even the way the whole thing is set up nowadays, like on, I know you guys are both on Instagram, obviously, even when you like comment in a girl's story and they receive it as a DM, I think is like a net negative because God, I can only imagine what a woman's DM looks like in 2021. Who's like, at, like slightly above average looks like I can only imagine the shit that they deal with from guys that's so uncalibrated and out of left field and like needy and terrible. So I try not to do it because I think it's, you're just lumping yourself in with like all these other guys who are just spouting out horse shit. Um, I wish it was more like, it's going to sound weird because I don't like Facebook, but I think I wish it was more like Facebook where you can like comment on their like wall and write something funny or interesting or whatever. And then you could potentially talk, but like most people post the stories and it all comes into DMS. I think sliding DMS is not a very, very good um, format to do it. And especially when guys do it on, let's just face it. We had a whole episode about thirst traps. Girls like to post thirst traps, like to post pictures themselves in like scantily clad outfits. And then they put like a caption or whatever that has nothing to do with what the photo is about, which is just, just showing themselves yeah. off to the right. And these guys fall for it, like literally like clockwork. And I hate that because it's, it's just so transparent to me, but I, uh, so I, I have know. had but, very good luck with DMS. Yeah. I was going to say, have you guys had any yeah, better so chances than that? So I will tell you for the most part, it's me like aggressively DMing like country artists and like, but like I've made a ton of friends. Like I love stand up comedy. I've made a bunch of comedic friends, like actually made friends with them via nice. DM. Um, I, I don't get that many DMs from guys that are attractive enough to bother with. Um, but this really hot Romanian model slid into my DMs and um, I was like, yes. And um, we ended up applying to 90 Day Fiance and <laughs> okay. he was hot, he, he was hot enough that I was like, let's do this. But don't you ever think like these guys are probably like, don't you think it's like they're probably a Survivor fan and it's always a little bit weird that they're. I mean, he has like a bajillion Instagram followers. So like I think Survivor to him is probably really small potatoes. Um, and he's like an Olympic swimmer. Like he's got a bunch of other shit going on. Right. Um, right. But he's way young. Anyways, um, I ended up when we went through the process, they you have to get a K-9 visa, which means I have to guarantee his financial situation for 10 years in America. And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> That's not going to work for me. But I would have married him. Um, I would have yeah. married him. Definitely. I was like, I need something. I need to say I got married at some point. And if this is my resume, like. 
So, uh, so, you know, Instagram does this thing now where if you're not following that person, like your DM will get put into like the other folder and not everybody checks it. So let me tell you guys, this is the way around it. And I, and I have used this to great effect. So I was at actually a reality event and this guy was like so hot. Like I think he's so hot. He was like a wrestler. He was like some wrestler dude. And he'd been hitting on all the women. I'm like, oh, I'm not trying to get into that, but I'm like, eh, you know, so I went into his Instagram and I liked like 20 photos. Like I like, I just liked a bunch of photos, like 20 in a row. Right. So it's all going to show up in a row. He slid into my DMs immediately. I think it's the weirdest thing in the world when people like like nine consecutive photos from different. Yeah. Times. So I, I I had so I actually heard this trick on another dating podcast, and I was like, all right, let me try this out because that was literally the first time I'd ever done it. And he messaged me right like the next morning. For male listeners of the podcast, male listeners do not do this for the love of God. I don't want to get an email. Hey Albert, I listened to PG's advice and like all this girl's photos, and now the police are at my home. Like this is this might work if you're an attractive male. For my male or for female, sorry, for my male listeners, please don't try this. This is not going to work well. This We're is a purely one-sided. This is a purely one-sided uh, approach. I think, Beach. I like. I, I love the confidence of you doing that. By the way, but it gets it gets their attention more than ADM, right? Like, because I I do notice even on mine. Like, I'm like, oh, a guy came and liked like ten photos, and some of them are like buried deep. And I will go click on the. I will click on the profile. Like, I'll be like, is it cute? You know, what's up with this guy? And it, and and the, and it's a, it's. It's usually enough to get you a click sometimes. My experience when I get the Costco size likes out of nowhere, the jumbo pack, <laughs> in the rare occurrence that it is a female profile, I got to tell you when I click it, it's normally just a very clear catfish where they're like, come see my pictures, XX, whatever. Uh, or like, but if it wasn't, you would. You're a real person. Yeah, you're a real human being. So it's different. But uh, that's a very interesting approach. All right. Well, I, we're, we're running a little short on here. We're, uh, no, did you have something, Corinne? Oh, I was just going to say, I had a, an experience where I, I tried to do something like that. So I made, this happens to be next to me, so I'm going to show you. I know the listeners can't see. So I made a vision board, okay? <laughs> and my friend who, my friend bought $150 worth of magazines. They were all like town and country. There was only one guy in one magazine. So he is everywhere. He's in like five places on this, okay? Well, it turns out, I look him up on Instagram, motherfucker lives in Denver and <laughs> is like age appropriate. So I was like, oh, vision board, do your thing. So I start aggressively like what PG said, like I'm liking everything. Every time he uploads a video, I'm like, huh? Like, so he followed me back and I was like, yes, it's on. And so I message him and I'm like, Hey, crazy story. I made a vision board. You're there are five pictures of you on it. It would be such an amazing turn of events. If we end up going out, I said, can I buy you a drink? And he responded, I am so flattered. I have been married since I was like, 21. He's been a model forever. And he's like, um, and I'm happily married, but I I'm really, really flattered. And now he like likes my pictures and I don't know. Does he have cousins or brothers? Ask him to introduce you to somebody. But I have that vision board next to you. And she told that story to the likes and it just happened. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause it sits in my office behind me cause I'm too lazy to hang it, but it's supposed to be something I see every day, but it's stupid. Now I see a guy who's married and apparently not willing to cheat. I feel like maybe there's, there's still a little wiggle room there because he is responsive. He is responsive. This is, but isn't that oh, wild? That yeah. is that is a very unbelievable coincidence. Uh, this is great. I'm really excited. I'm getting to see the other side of the table here. There's a lot of things here that, that go a little differently. Okay. Uh, I, I will ask you guys, are there any, so we heard some fun, some good some good ideas about DMing and stuff. Are there any red flags you guys see that immediately tell you, no, or like non-starters or like other than height, obviously, Corinne, you said height is like a thing for you, but 
anything you see on a profile from a guy or even in a guy's like in real life that you're like, this is a definite no. So for for our male listeners, things that they can just exclude from their profile or maybe things that you guys do like, like, are there any red flags or any like big, like green flags? I mean, I have my own preferences. I'm sure PG does too. I really hate when, um, I don't need you to put ENTPJ or whatever the fucking personality, get that out. I don't know what that is. Don't assume I would know what that is. I don't like any kind of sexual innuendo in there at all. If you have an eggplant emoji somewhere on your page, like get rid of it. I please do not have photos with you and someone else's child. I don't know what the fucking point of that or is. Or other women. I don't care if they're your sister, whoever, like don't do it. I don't, I don't know what the concept of like, or they'll, they'll, they'll have in, in Denver. It's like, if there are five pictures, one is them in a ski mask. One is like, I can't see your face. What did you, what do you want me to do? Or with if it's a group photo, make sure you are the hottest one in this group photo. If there is anybody that is at least two ranks of hotness, like higher than you, do not post that photo. Let me tell you. Well, we talked about that one, yep. Yeah. Like, uh, my biggest pet peeve is when guys, in, you know, in their you should not date me if, and then it's like a whole list of things that you're like, this is the ex-girlfriend that hurt you and you have put down all of her, tra like it's, it's so obvious to us. Like if you're gonna ghost a guy, if you're gonna do this, if you're not gonna wanna introduce me to your friend, and I'm like, okay, like, so you've got a ton of baggage, like swipe on that. Don't air your baggage out. Like, please don't do that. <laughs> that to me, honestly, PG, you, for me personally, you hit the nail on the head. Like whenever I see like that, or when I see like no drama, none of this, like, yeah. like anything negative, I'm like, oh, that means that your whole life has been that, like your previous relationship or you most likely you're like, no, like deadbeats or whatever. I'm like, Jesus, like, I hate when they project like all of their previous shit, like directly onto you. Like, I think that like there's like, there's enough jaded daters out there. I don't think you need to lead with jaded. You know what I'm saying? Don't lead with like baggage. Um, that's a really big one. Um, I think for, for guys too, we look for, we really don't like when the girls have blank profiles when it's just like picture, 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 and yeah. like none of the prompts or any of the things say anything like that's a oh, major, that's or a Albert, major like, noise. They say, if you want to know, ask. Don't say that. <laughs> that's so stupid. That. You're not even creative. Like literally every little prompt is like one word answers. It's like, what do you like? Uh, travel or like, uh, yeah. and even that's like, that's something or like, uh, you know, whatever, like everything's like one word answer. And then they open with like, Hey, or hi. It's like, Oh, cool. Like, how am I going <laughs> to have an interaction with you on this yeah. like, fucking website? I, um, I also, I, I think that for some reason I, this happens if I get, you know, I, like I told you because of my height preferences, I have like three, four people maybe on Bumble that qualify a day. And of those at least 50% have photos that look like they were taken with a throwaway camera. What is wrong with, we all have smartphones. Like yeah. that's so unacceptable to me. Low quality pictures, definitely, definitely Super a thing. low quality. Yeah, and, and I also like, you should look hot in all your photos. I don't want the photo where you're dressed up in the tutu and the Halloween costume, you're being silly or funny. You know what? I can tell you're silly or funny from your written prompts, right? That is where you show off your comedic chops. You do not show it off when you're like dressed in some weird outfit and you're doing silly shit. Like I can tell you're silly from your prompts. Like I don't need it in the photos. I want you to look hot as shit in your photos. And oftentimes the person who has one photo of them in a leopard unitard, they got their, their half their profile is these stupid, ridiculous photos. Yeah, I have no tolerance for that either. And also, I mean, this is very nitpicky, but like, I don't like the people that pretend their name is something else. Like, have you seen these? Like, they just say EE. -E. Like, that's obviously that's not their name. Like, they're they're so secret agent. Uh, they, can't, they can't divulge their first name. 
Well, I, I, I do that because my first name is a little bit too, if you Google it, you know, obviously there's not a lot of people who spell their name the way I do. So if you Google it, I come up right away and it's just always, I feel like it's been a weird thing and suddenly, suddenly they start fanboying. They're like, ooh, they're like, you know, confession. Like I Googled you and I saw like all this, all these things that, and then I'm like, well, I don't necessarily want people to know all these things about me before they've actually met me because it's like, uh, you know, it's, I'm a different person. I'm not that person on the internet. I mean, I mostly am, but I don't know. I just wanted to be able to to disclose at my pace, I guess. How about the, the age, too? A lot of, like, there's just, a lot of age G -G. things where it's like, they're like, oh, I'm 32, but the thing says I'm like yes. 29 or something. Like yes, that. well, Albert, I have that problem. This is what happened to me. When I turned 35, I changed my Facebook birth date because I didn't. You I thought 35. I, was, I thought you were a lot younger than that. <laughs> I'm much older than that. But I, uh, when I turned 35, I changed my Facebook one year to make give me another year of being 34. Well, you can only change your birthday one time ever on Facebook. So forever, I'm one year off the real age, and I don't say anything. You know, I just it is what it is, man. It's one year, but yeah. it's so stupid. But I, I do see that often. I'm like, well, some. I mean, I'm a girl that went in and changed my age intentionally. Like you. That's what you did. If you can't change your age, that's why. Yeah, you see a lot where they're like, oh, it's, it says this, but I'm that. And it's like, wait, those are a lot of times the numbers are like one year is not common. It's usually like no. a big gap. Yes, yeah. I know. You know. Okay, so uh, we're kind of, kind of cutting a little bit close here. So I'll give you guys a couple last questions here. One's going to be a little fun, more fun. And one's a little bit more just uh, something we discussed in the show. Is there an app that you guys think is better in terms of quality of people you might meet or less quality? Or is there something do you guys have a preferred as, as from a female perspective? Is there a preferred platform or um, kind of structure that you guys like from any of the apps? I, I only use Hinge now. That's pretty much the only one. I've tried a bunch of them in the past, but in these past couple of years, it's just Hinge. I like the fact that you, you have to still opt in, but the guy can lead with a question. You know, he can when when he, they can either swipe on you or they can kind of put a little comment or a remark. Sometimes that's been enough. If I would not have swiped on you normally, but because you had something kind of funny or interesting to say or a question. I like when guys ask me a question and I'm like, well, now I got to accept you just to respond because you asked me something interesting. I'm on Bumble and Hinge and I find Bumble to be more productive for like people who are actually looking for a relationship. Actually, you know what? Um, so I've learned. So if you see that someone says they're in travel mode. Um, that means they pay for the premium Bumble. A lot of the guys I've gone out with are the ones that pay for Bumble. And I think um, that to me speaks like volumes. Like somebody who's willing to pay for the app is actually really trying to meet somebody. So um, because I travel a lot, I can't put it in travel mode because I refuse to give them my money. I did do that once for like one year. It didn't help me. Um, I don't pay. <laughs> so I can see the ones that are in travel mode when like I'm in Phoenix. That's my like number one swipeable area. Um, and I love that because I'm like, I know that means that they're serious. Funny enough, so the first episode of this podcast, we described me like literally putting myself in travel mode to Phoenix, Arizona. And wow. I was like, because I was like comparing the different landscapes of how it, how it is here and there. And I think that, yeah, I agree. I think that like, I never thought of it like that with people that, that, are, that are considering paying or ready to meet someone. I guess from a girl's perspective, it's different as a guy. I agree with you, PJ. I like, I like Hinge a lot because I think it's, it's more interactive and you can like comment on more things. I will say I think Bumble has advantages too because it's a little bit more efficient. Bumble's like, you know, it's a yes or yes. no type thing. Where Hinge, you have to like, I generally like go down and I read and I try to like answer specific things. So I think Hinge is a slower process. Um, and if you don't pay for Hinge, you cannot set your height preference. That's a paying feature. So a lot of shorties up in my shit. Yeah. A lot of shorties uh, up in my shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, you're 5'8". Get out of my inbox. Uh. 
<laughs> yeah. Not a short, okay, I got it. No, I, yeah, I think, and, uh, and I also, I don't know if I love the fact that in Bumble, the girls have to respond first on like a 24-hour clock or whatever. Like, it's like, I, I don't know. I think sometimes it's, I, I'd, I'd be ready to just initiate the interaction stuff. So, interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, we we, we kind of like ranked them earlier, kind of like that. We had Hinge number one, Bumble is two, and Tinder was far, far below. Tinder is not. Yeah. I can't believe people I, still use Tinder. It's Tinder's not like the carnival cruise lines of dating apps. No, <laughs> yeah, the Greyhound. We call it Spirit Airlines. Yeah. So we call yeah. it Taco Bell. Taco Bell 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm not yeah. on there, but I have a, a younger colleague who's on there and she's like, oh, it's strictly for hooking up. I'm having a great time talking. I wish we could do this more. Maybe we'll have a, a follow up with this, but I got to hear some girls just. You know, let me have it here. I get to hear some really bad date stories. Like, do you have a bad first date or just a bad date story in general? I've been on so many bad dates. It's like hard to pick one. Um, I don't know. I went on one that this just comes to mind. Uh, he, the guy was definitely tall enough, definitely cute. And one of the things that really drove me nuts during the pandemic is like, I know that a lot of people lost their jobs. You just need to be transparent about that, right? Like if that's, if that's your situation. So it said that he was in liquor sales, which is a pretty good industry to be in. And so um, when we went on the date, I had questions, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I have a, a friend that works for like Dom and I have, you know, I have a lot of friends in the liquor industry from living in LA. And he's like, oh, I, I actually don't have that job anymore. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, well, I quit my job before the pandemic. And I was like, uh-huh. And he's like, because I killed an elk. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. And he's like, well, it's very hard to kill. And he tells me about, you know, how difficult it is to, if once you win the lottery to do the elk tag thing, to actually kill an elk is very hard. And I'm like, I still don't understand. And he's like, you can live off elk for a year. And I said, okay. And he goes, and I decided to quit my job and then just travel and live off my elk. And I was like, I don't fucking, so you're eating elk for three meals a day? Am I signing up to eat that much elk? And so I said, so I'm trying to be nice. And I'm like, well, where have you traveled to? He's like, oh, I've been to Vail. I went to Salt Lake. He starts naming off places, all of which are drivable from Denver. And I'm like, to be clear, you quit your job to travel domestically in the bordering states that we live? Like, well, everyone, everyone knows you can't bring elk on an international flight. Come on. Yeah, friend. So I'm like, <laughs> you're not getting that this, to TSA. I just was like, I don't know what to do with this. And so I said, how do you keep the elk refrigerated? He's like, well, you know, I got a, a separate meat freezer and I have, I'm renting out my place while I can't, he's just camping by the way. He's not staying in hotels and he keeps it as like a home base for the elk meat. And the people that are renting don't mind that he keeps his elk. There. This is a real date. And so I was like, you know what? So I went to the bathroom. He's like, you were on Survivor. You can help me out with this situation. Can't you? <laughs> this is unbelievable. So I, I, I went to the bathroom on the date and I gave my credit card to the waitress. I was like, please, I will pay for this. I need to, this needs to end immediately. Did you just do like a silent exit? Did you just take off? No, I came back. I said I had to go to the bathroom. I gave her my card. I came back. And when she came to the table with the check, I said, please bring the check. She came to the table with the check. I was like, and he's like, what did you do? I was like, oh, I got it. It was really enjoyable learning about elk. And, you know, and so I was like, you know, I have to run, but I think he thought it went really well. I know he did because he sent me a follow-up text. Like, can't wait to see you again. And I was like, <laughs> block. <laughs> the irony of that story, Karina, I'm sure you don't, you never knew until now was that you were actually on, you were on his vision board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, don't one think day I'm going to find a girl that's going to help me with my elk. <laughs> Ew, yeah. It was quite, quite impressive. Oh my gosh. 
Well, uh, that's that's a that's a good one. Peach, Peach, you got anything for me? Oh God, I'm lucky. Most of my bad dates are just boring. I'm relatively good at filtering out the ones that I know are going to be really like awful. Uh, years ago, though, I went on a date with this guy. He was very attractive, and he spent the entire date basically talking about you know all the how rich he was. Uh, he, he basically, he made a bunch of racist comments about, you know, um, wait, you know, different, different waiters and how, how lazy rate waiters of a certain ethnicity can be, um, you know, and then he started talking about all these dope cars he, he used to own, doesn't own them anymore, but he used to. Right. And, um, you know, so, and then he's asking me what car I drive, but I'm like, I have a Mercedes. Like what, you know, like, and I'm like, it's not like a fancy one. Like it's a little baby one, but I, it was new at the time of the date. And I, I really, I really like my car. Uh, and he, he, he proceeds to trash talk it. He was like, oh yeah, I had that car. The, the, the transmit, the takeoff is awful. The acceleration is terrible. Like blah, blah. And I'm like, I just bought this car, like with my hard earned money and I like it. And I think it's really cool. And I was like, well, what do you have? And he's like, I don't remember. It was some, it wasn't something fancy, but it was like an electric some kind of electric car, right? Like, and I'm like, okay. And he was like, I bet it's faster than yours. And I'm like, mm, okay, like, sure. Like, I don't, whatever, you know. Yeah, and, and I could not get out of this date fast enough. So like, after like a couple of drinks, I'm like, you know what? I have to go. Uh, so we go and, and we're both getting our cars. And he was like, hey, let's, he was like, you want to race? And I was like, what? We just had like a couple drinks. And now you want to race me? And he was like, come on. He was like, he was like, I bet, I bet this car's acceleration is faster. And, I, and at this point I got so pissed off at this. Like, I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. So like we pull up to the red light <laughs> and it's, and this is in Marina Del Rey. It is like a wide, it's like via Marina. It's a wide, empty road. It's, it's actually like there's, it's pretty deserted at this time of night. And the light turns green. And I take off like a bat out of hell. Like I leave him so far behind. And all I did was I stuck my finger out the window and I was like, you know what? Like, here you go. Bye. And he matched with me like last month. <laughs> it's like seven years ago. And Fast and the Furious part two coming up right now, right? And I was like, you're that guy. Like, I'm like, I tell this story about you all the time. And I almost matched with him just to be like, do you remember we went on this date and we and you tried to race me like at the end of this? And I was like, you know what, PG, like you're too old for like additional drama. Just let it let it go. <laughs> well, you know, I, I got to tell you, those are both pretty excellent like date fail stories. I'm my hope is that our listeners to the show today will have learned something, had fun, and uh, maybe not try to bring up their elk or try to race their dates and make yeah. racist comments. But guys, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I really appreciate you. Uh, I'll give you guys a chance if you have anything else to plug. I know, Peach, I know you have your podcast. Um, you guys, anything you want to share to the listeners? This would be, you know, go ahead and. Uh, if you are over 6'5 and you want to slide into my DMs, I don't care where you live. It's at 6'5, no, not even 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, yeah, well, if you're sliding into DMs, you need to be taller. 6'5. Okay. And, you, and, it's, so, and it's at a Corinne Kaplan or? No, Corinne Sanity. So C O R Insanity. Gotcha. All right. I, I don't care about height, but uh, I only care if you're like uh, into escape rooms or you're a magician and you're super hot. And um, I don't know. Apparently, I like CrossFit guys. I don't know. Uh, so if you do all of the above, you can slide into my DMs. Otherwise, check out my podcast. It is Reality Escape Pod. Uh, I don't know how many of your listeners will be into that kind of stuff, but uh, we do talk about like immersive gaming, immersive theater, escape rooms. Uh, the, the first episode with Neil Patrick Harris is really good. You guys should check it out. 
Fantastic, guys. We definitely will. Um, thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, it was uh, so much fun talking to the girls. Um, until the next time, I'm Albert Destrada, and this is It's Not Polite to Ask. <laughs>